Hey guys, what's good? And welcome to another episode of the Youth Vibes Podcast. My name is Godfrey Ali and I'm going to be your host. So today we'll be talking about the topic, intimacy in the church. Intimacy in the church. And to help me do justice to this topic, I have with me my friend, Istifanus Grimtet. Isti, say hi. Hi everyone. <laughs> so how is your day going today? Well, for the most has been stressful hmm. tiring actually so hope your brain will be on fire for us so this one that already it's my brain that will do the thinking and my mouth will do the talking okay so there's no problem <laughs> no problem <laughs> before you give us second hand wisdom <laughs> we want fresh one fresh anointing <laughs> okay um so let's just go straight to it right so what do you feel about the level of love and closeness in the church today? Hmm. Well, this is this is a very very um intense topic and um I think it's apt hmm. because uh, today I think um the level of love and relationship is not what it should be. Hmm. I I I really don't think that we are we are at our best mm. you know in that so so i think that um well we can do better mm. Mm, we can do better because um we I, I i don't know where we stand right now but i can't i, I can just say that we are not at our best mm. yeah, we are not actually doing what god expects for us to do because um this is when we this is the time when we need that love yes. and that relationship more mm-hmm. because things are becoming exactly. difficult mm-hmm. you know and all of those things mm-hmm. god expect for us to reach out to people to relate with people some people are going through depression mm. some people are going through so many things you know so 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 you just see people in church and you don't know what they are going through so some people are just hiding yes you know they are putting a max yes coming to church so mm. i think we can be very deliberate if we are very deliberate we can go deeper and then mm. we can probe and there are a lot of people who we can help out mm. of their problems and situation just by that singular act of mm. relating with one another mm. as we, we ought to so yeah. you 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 don't think from what you just said you don't think we are at that level Christ expects of us in terms yeah. of love. So what do you think would be a practical um, way to show that love? Mm. Or let me put it this way. What, what are your observations? What actually led you to that mm. um, observation that okay. we are not at that level of love we ought to be? Okay. Well, to start with, I think the word relationship mm. in church, well, generally relationship, is actually... Um, the way in which you're helped by Google anyway I mm. tried to see what it meant so it, it's just a way two or three people communicate or connect yeah right so that connect you know that brings about relationship mm. is what I'm saying is lacking mm. okay and the reason why I say is lacking is because this is when God expects for us to reach out to people who he had to we are not relating with. Yes. You know, it's not enough to continue to remain in your circle. Mm. 
Yes. It's not enough to continue to do what, of course, even the Bible said, if you continue to do good to those who do good to you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what's the difference between you and an unbeliever? Unbelievers, yeah. So I, I think this is that time that God expects for us to extend that hand of um, um, friendship or mm-hmm. relationship with that to that person mm-hmm. whom before now we may not have actually had any reason to relate with. Mm. Even though sometimes some people can misinterpret, take advantage and all of those things, but what God expects for us is to do our best. Mm. And then I quote Galatians. Mm. Galatians chapter chapter 6, verse 2. Verse 2? Yeah. Verse 2, it says, uh, carry each other's body, mm. and this in this way, you would fulfill the law of Christ. Mm. So God expects not just to carry our friends' bodies. Yeah. You know, you know that's what we do. Yeah. Your your friend is in need. You try to reach out to help, mm-hmm. right? But here, the Bible is telling us that we should carry each other's body, not necessarily that person I have known. Any little way I can, if I see somebody in need, and we are in the church, God expect that I should try to raise that person up in the little way, the best way I can. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible actually instructs us to be kind even to strangers. Absolutely. Not to talk of a body of, mm. of believers. So, with the observations you've made so far mm. in the church, right? Mm. And when we say church, we're not just referring to the building. We're True. talking about True. children of Christ, True. followers of Christ, children of God. Um, what would you say is the difference? Or what are the observations you've made so far? The differences, in mm. terms of differences between the church current church the church of today and the Mm. church of old that's the Mm. church in the book of acts Mm. Mm. you know in terms of um, what we're discussing now Mm. relationship intimacy Mm. friendship all of that so um i I think we have deviated Mm. the church today if we're going to go by what we we saw in the book of acts yeah the church today have actually deviated we are not we're not doing anything close to what the church in the book of Acts mm. did. Rather, but 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 God expects for us to even do more. Yes. What is expected of us is to build, keep building of on what has been done before and even do better. Mm. No wonder Jesus said that greater sin shall you do more mm-hmm. than even I mm-hmm. have done. Yeah. Okay. So it's it, it's 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 something that I think um you know, when we say church, and I think it's also important for our listeners to also understand that we're not referring to EPC. No, no, no. Church. no. We're looking at the church, mm-hmm. right, as, yeah. as, as a body, the yeah. body of Christ. Mm. We're not doing that. The Bible says that, do you understand, that they sold, nobody considered what he had mm. as though it was his home. Yeah. They sold their properties, brought the money, that no, they ensured that nobody had need. You know, yes. so it is it, expected of us to actually go deeper hmm. and do more than we are doing now. Now, the joy for me is that are we doing it? Are we doing our best? No. Can we do better? Yes, we can do better hmm. if we put our hearts to it. So so we can actually do better. But as it stands, I don't think we are, we're actually doing, you know, what the church in um, the book of Acts Mm. But I, I wouldn't want to say completely, you know, the act, the act of um, an individual, mm. whatever some people do. There are a lot of people who could be doing this. That's not to say that it is not, uh, you know, 
out of place for them to do better. Mm. So we are saying that in your only two corner, it's possible that there are people who are doing it and even doing acts as it was mm. in the days of um, the book of Acts. So, but we are saying that it is also good for us to, you know, to do it. I'm not saying we should do it for people to see, yeah. but it should be visible. Mm-hmm. It, we shouldn't just do it in our closets, in our little corner. You know, but, but when we look at the church now, it means that we're, we may be doing it in our little corners, mm. but it is not so much impactful as God will probably expect. So, sorry, some may say um, maybe the church in Acts was still very small because they okay. were young. So now it's a, a little more complicated because of the size of the church today. Mm. Does that make sense? Is that a valuable... Is that a legitimate excuse? I don't think, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so. Um, God does not expect you to impact everybody. Hmm. Even now. Hmm. There's that little... There's that person. There's that person in your little corner, in that space where you're at. Are we going to say that we finish we finish meeting the needs of everybody? Yeah. No. There's that, that person. God doesn't expect you to come and you can't you can only do to the point that your strength can do. Exactly. Yeah, you mm. can also God is saying that that little impact you can make. Mm. Why not? Just go ahead and make that impact. Mm. So so it's not necessarily that it's because the church in the book of Acts mm. is small. Yeah, because sometimes when we talk about things like this, <clears throat> excuse me, I hear a lot of people talking about the size of a church. Now, I'm talking about maybe the gatherings, right? Mm. When the body of, of, of be- a body of believers gather together mm. and some people say, oh, okay, the church used to be, or it's, it would be more effective if it's in smaller units. Mm. But now that the church is expanding, it's more difficult to become intimate. But from what we're discussing um, some of the things you've mm. raised i i think i'm gathering that it's more of principle true you know mm. when you have the principle of christ true. embedded in you it doesn't matter the size of the church because like you've rightly put it mm. have you finished with your brother that is next to you right so that shouldn't be an excuse that the church is getting bigger you just do your little mm-hmm. bit if everybody's friends with this person, that person, before you know it, you know, the church will still act as one unit. Absolutely. Even the church universal. Absolutely. Not just your local church, your local assembly where you gather. Mm. Christians could actually have one voice universally, mm. which is what God wants. Mm. This is what Jesus expects of us, mm. right? He gave us that great commission. It wasn't little, little great commissions. It's mm. one, mm. one great commission. So I believe if we put all these principles of God at work, principles of love, of kindness, of empathy, mm. you know, of affection, mutual affection. If we put all these principles at work, the church will be united. And it's just for us to do our part and then God will do True. the rest. True. So I'm just putting that out there for those who make this excuse mm. that the church is expanding. Mm. The church may expand, but God's word will never change, Absolutely. you know, regardless of how the church evolves, mm. the principles still remain. True. Okay. Mm. So now, what do you think are the reasons for the differences okay, so between... Okay, right. yeah. So mm. I, I was going to add that. I, I think um, this addresses the question you're trying to bring mm. up now. Okay. Uh, but it's, it kind of linked with what we said earlier. Mm. Uh, one of the reasons why we've not made so much impact is because of this dichotomy mm. in church. Mm. Like, you really go to any congregation that you cannot feel that there's this gap. Mm. The haves and the haves not. Yes. 
you know, the educated and the uneducated, you know, and all of those things. So I, I, I'm not giving an excuse, but I'm saying if we can find a way of bridging that dichotomy in the church, mm. that would also help us understand. Because it's possible that somebody actually have the heart mm. to meet a need, but he doesn't know. Mm. So you can only meet a need that you know. Yeah. And God can only speak to your heart when you have an idea of what someone is going through. Exactly. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if we have a way of bridging that dichotomy in the church where these extremes are there, the other extremes are there, mm. that way we'll be able to relate and, and have true fellowship mm. with one another, thereby helping us understand the needs of people and then, you know, mm. meeting it as God will expect for us to do. Mm. So um, the dichotomy you're talking about, mm. I want us to I want us to kind of talk more because there are real issues, real problems mm. that are plaguing the church now. I mean, when you look at the Nigerian society, for example, you look at the just concluded elections. You know, there's a lot of things that are happening in the society that are exposing the lack of unity mm. of the church. Mm. I mean, you cannot be united if you don't have closeness, you don't have relationship. True. It, it goes against the very essence of the word unity. So mm. you must have relationships. There must be that intimacy for you mm. to be united, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So what are those things that, to you, based on your observations or even experiences that have caused that dichotomy in the church? Because something happened mm. in the early church to make them very closely knitted. Mm. So what do you think, in your opinion, is the reason why um, we have such... Um, differences in the church today um the reason we have these differences or this dichotomy i think it's more on uh disobedience Hmm. i I wouldn't really (coughs) say directly disobedience but then kind of disobedience if we are really obeying scripture as god will expect for us to do there will be no need for differences Hmm. So if we see a believer as a believer, Hmm. a Christian as a Christian, so it's more of that we have copied a system in the world Hmm. where people of the world segregate Hmm. based on halves and the halves not. So you are categorizing a class, you know, and all of those things. So if the people in the world do that because they have no faith, And they have no belief in that binding factor, who is Jesus, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah, we shouldn't be seen to do that as Christians. So I, I, I see like it is more of we are copying a system in the world and then we are bringing it in the mm. church. So uh, if we if we must trust God to actually help us bridge that divide, mm. we must come as Christians, see ourselves as people who see us. God sees us as one people. Mm. Not regardless of who you are, mm-hmm. regardless of where you are coming from, regardless of your background, mm. regardless of your achievements in life. Mm. So if we see ourselves in that light and that is how God sees us, mm. that would actually cut that um, that bridge, that gap mm. that we have in church. But you said something that I just want to briefly touch on. Mm. Exactly why we don't make so much impact in our nation today. Mm. Because we have this divide. Mm. We don't speak with one voice. Mm. Of course, if we don't bind ourselves, our relationship is not felt on a very neutral or normal ground, mm. how can somebody speak and I will listen? Mm. How can somebody say, no, go and elect this person and I will listen? 
Because before now, you've not been a part of my life. Mm. Yes, I've just been coming to church and increasing numbers. So you want to just use me mm. to achieve a purpose. So if we see ourselves as Christians, as one, like, I don't want to quote the other people, but, you know, these are people that will come to church and when some one person speaks, is that they are that powerful mm. that a clergy oil on the other side, a cleric can speak and everybody will listen and follow. Mm. Why? I, I, I feel it's partly because, yes, we will say that there's so much brainwashing and all of those things. Mm. But you can see that these people are seemingly obeying what they are, you know, yes. doing. Like, mm -hmm. so, so if we would do that and we say we have the light more than they, mm -hmm. right? So if we would obey scripture as God would expect for us to do, mm. I think that we are going to really, really be impactful, mm. not just in affecting lives, but even in the nation mm. as a whole, our impact will be felt. So let me, let me take it a little deeper. You talked about our obedience, right? Mm. Let's now explore the reason for that disobedience. Mm. There was also a reason why the early church was more obedient mm. and you know they had that kind of relationship what are some of the reasons you think are there that cause this disobedience like um um self self-centeredness for mm. example you know when somebody is thinking of his own stomach mm. infrastructure mm. you know and that's a lot of things that you know when it's just like when um people that are part of a union come together and then somebody out of greed, you know, gets mm. lured away by somebody outside the union. You True. know, those kind of things have affected unity of groups True. because somebody was greedy mm. and, you know, went against the general good of the, part, the, of the group. True. Do you think that is a problem in the church today? Self-centeredness. Mm. It is, actually. I mean, in terms of this relationship we're talking about. Yes, it, mm. it is because the core of what um the apostles we you know were commended on the commendations they got in those you know in those days mm. is the fact that nobody considered what he had as his own mm. there was selflessness mm. there was no selfishness and it boils down to allowing the holy spirit to possess us mm. if we allow the holy spirit to possess us in totality mm. now you, you see there's, there's this concept, you know, you know, the concept of the Holy Spirit is a package. Hmm. So people may look as if uh, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, you are talking about something strange. No, just for me to explain that, hmm. why, why it's very important for us to, you know, be, be open to allowing God use us. Hmm. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, it comes with a package. Hmm. The Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. No wonder the Bible said in the book of John chapter 16, Jesus said that he's going. Mm. That when he goes, he will send a helper. Mm. This helper will remind you of all things mm. that he has taught you, mm -hmm. including that selflessness. Yes. So if we allow the Holy Spirit and we know that right now God the Son has gone, mm. now it's God the Holy Spirit that is in control of our lives. So if, if we allow him to take charge mm. of our lives completely, that way would understand that there's this virtue called selflessness. Mm. And it's a virtue of, that is expected of every believer. 
Okay, so if we are we do that and we allow God to possess the Holy Spirit to possess our life, like mm-hmm. I said, I said, who solve this problem? So you think um, we are not leaving room for the Holy Spirit True. to move because materialism is that's the selfishness, mm. you know, the self-centeredness. I want to possess myself. No, mm. I want to be, you know, feel first. Mm. I want to eat and be satisfied first before thinking of the next person. I want to do this. I want to get everything. I want to get comfortable first. Mm. No, that's not the point. That's not what we are called to do. Mm. Sometimes the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. When you, that's where the Holy Spirit comes to function now. So sometimes you may not even have enough for yourself. The Holy mm. Spirit will direct you. Go and meet that need. Mm. You know, extend a hand of fellowship to that brother. Extend a hand of fellowship mm. to that sister. Not necessarily that you have enough. Mm. So it is when we allow him to take charge of our life and we're saying, God, we are surrendered to you. Mm. Whatever you want to do with our life, please go ahead and do it. Mm. Then we'll continue. We'll now see that relationship, that, mm. that um, you know, um, oneness and togetherness mm. that God expects for us to do. If you read the book of Acts, you mm. remember that um, little drama, mm. Ananias and mm-hmm. you know, Sapphira. Yeah. The Bible said, what did the apostles say? They said, ah, can you lie to the Holy Spirit? Mm. He sees you. He's with you. He was with you. Yeah. Whatever you that transpired in that transaction, he was there. Mm. So are you are trying to lie to the Holy Spirit. Mm. It boils down to, ah, so I'm not truthful. Mm. That's why I'm selfish. I'm selfish. That's why selfishness has possessed me. Mm. So if we allow the Holy Spirit to possess our life, we are going to be selfless Mm. in this race of Christianity. Mm. I think that's a very profound point. Mm. Um, Giving room for the Holy Spirit Mm. to move Mm. and to lead. You know, I've had these conversations where we talk about how relevant and important it is for Christians to be disciplined in the church, in Mm. front of everybody. Mm. Because, I mean, theoretically it makes sense because we are supposed to be a family Mm. and we're supposed to be there for each other even when we make mistakes so that we can correct and build and all of that. Mm. But when you now look at the church, you don't see that kind of oneness. It's not, I mean, picture your nuclear family. It makes sense when one of your siblings uh, makes a mistake and your parents say, oh yeah, come. And Mm. they keep you in front of the family and they say, this is what this one has done. Or they say, oh yeah, confess what you've done. You know, they are trying to admonish you as a family, right? Because they love you. It doesn't matter what you do. They love you. But you don't see that in the church. I'm talking generically Mm. now, today, right? Mm. So when somebody is brought in front of a church for discipline, it just looks like you're giving people things to go and gist Gist and gossip about and rather than bring the person even closer because Mm. they've fallen they've made Mm. a mistake you stigmatize them true and that makes sense that it's because the holy spirit is Mm. not there Mm. because if the holy spirit is there naturally in fact you would weep true when people have fallen especially people that you respect and they're brought before the church so what what then uh, then what's the idea of church now what do we do you think we have the right concept of what church is because if the holy spirit is no longer there hmm. that feeling of intimacy is not there that empathy is not there when people are laughing when they should be weeping hmm. it's not there so what are we doing it's more of a social gathering do you think that we have a right idea of what christ had in mind regarding the church hmm. is the soul of the church still there hmm. Wow. 
This is, this <laughs> is, this is, you know, I, 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 I'm just looking at, it's, it's so, it's mind blowing because um, I'm, I'm thinking because uh, the truth is there's an expectation. Hmm. God expects for us to attain a specific goal. No wonder the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, I think three or four, that till we all come to a unity of faith, unto the to the knowledge of the Son of God, say unto a perfect man. Mm. There's an expectation on us. Mm. The day we accept Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, there's an expectation on us. So you know, it pains me because we just get comfortable yeah. and we just feel like, oh, now I'm in grace. Mm. You know, so I can do whatever I want to do. So a lot of us have been hiding under grace to be greedy. Yeah. We've been hiding under grace to be selfish. We've been hiding under grace to be all of those things. So this problem we're actually dis- you know, discussing is an abuse of grace. Mm. It's because we have abused grace. So that's why we know in our heart of hearts that we are not doing this thing as God expects for us to do. We still come to church. Mm. Okay, so not knowing that this grace, you know, I would always quote, the, quote this scripture. It's, it's, it's actually one of my best, mm. you know, scripture. Titus 2.11 said, now the grace of God has appeared to all men, mm. teaching them to say no to every form of unrighteousness, mm. including greed, mm. including selfishness, mm. including self-centeredness. Yeah. So if we understand the grace is an em- that the grace of God is an empowerment for righteousness, it's not a, a you know, yardstick for frivolous mm. living and all of those things. So I would say that the Holy Spirit is there, but we have silenced the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's in our hearts. Now, what are we doing? Mm. Just like you rightly said. What what then are we doing if we have silenced the Holy Spirit? Well, for me, there's hope. Mm. And the hope is that we are still coming to church. (laughs) At least. (laughs) (laughs) Do you understand? Mm. At least we are still coming. Mm. There's hope. That one day, just like we're having this discuss, hmm. discussion, one day God will speak to my heart. Hmm. One, like, as, as we talk, I am being spoken to. Like God will speak to you. You know, the danger is if you allow the devil to isolate you based on what you know you feel God has disappointed you, all of those things. Hmm. If you allow the devil to isolate you, then you are heading for destruction. Of course. But the fact that we are at least still coming, hmm. it means that one day, one day, we would collide with the word. Hmm. Someday, sometime, somewhere, that word will collide, and then we will realize that, oh, God, help us. But I'm praying that God give us the grace not to delay it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's not keep procrastinating. Let's not be keep pushing it, even when God is speaking to us. So even as we do this podcast, I'm saying that God may be speaking to hearts yes. on this issue. So as we are talking and God is speaking to you, please heed to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Don't see that you are listening to people talking. Hmm. Is God talking to you? Now, the Bible said in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 14, said, do everything in love. Hmm. Now, I'm making reference to that, even that discipline you talk about. Yeah. That people see it as an object of laugh, laughter, hmm. you know, and all of those things. So they go about gossiping and saying all of those things. Come on. So I, I actually have my reservation on some of the doctrines mm. we have these days. <laughs> you know, mm. so I'm going to keep that low. Because, mm. come on, who needs the communion more? Hmm. It's not the sinner. Exactly. The Bible said, do this. 
in remembrance of me. Is it not when I take the communion that I remember? Now I'm saying that I have realized that I have sinned. I'm not talking about somebody who is adamant in sin, mm. but somebody who have realized that he has sinned mm. and is coming to plead that God should show him mercy. Mm. So you have the temerity and the effrontery to bring him before the people and mm. say, this person has sinned. Okay, now you have sinned. Go. Mm. What have we done? Have we not handed this person to the devil? Mm. Now, we say that we will do follow-up. Mm. But how often do we really do this follow-up? And how effective is this follow-up that we say mm. we do? In fact, in some instances, they give the person backseat. Mm. But is that really what God call, has called us to do? Mm. Is that the love? Is that the empathy? Hmm. Is that the care God expects for us to do, extend hmm. to a fellow believer? Hmm. God will help us. God will help <laughs> us. <laughs> God will help us. Yeah. Hmm. So now we've explored um, the nature of the church hmm. today. We've made comparisons with the church of old, the church in the book of Acts, you know? We've talked about problems. Mm. Now let's let's talk more about solutions, solutions. now. Mm. Okay. And um, for the benefit of those just joining us, we're discussing the topic intimacy in the church, intimacy in the church. Okay. So what do you think are practical steps we could take? What are things that we could do pragmatically to mm. to build and reinforce love? and intimacy in the church so that the church becomes a real family mm. a real family and when i say the church let's not even restrict it to oh my local assembly i mean followers of christ whether mm -hmm. in india mm -hmm. whether in pakistan wherever they are in the world mm. how can we have that kind of love and affection so that when when i travel to china and i meet a christian there's just an immediate connection mm. something is there what are practical steps we could take to attain that level of intimacy? First, I would say we need to imbibe the virtue of sincerity. Hmm. We need to be sincere with ourselves and be sincere with God. When we are sincere with ourselves and we are sincere with God, then we can be sincere with our fellow believer. Hmm. That I'm not putting a double fist. Have you ever wondered why today some Christians will say, I cannot do a business with a Christian? Hmm. There's no sincerity. Mm, yeah. We've lost that virtue. And you see, I, I always say this. I said the fact that there's there's fake um, mm. currency, that doesn't stop you from using the currency. Mm. Right? So so some people are saying that, oh, today the church is messed up. Today the church is this. Today the church is that. There's no love. There's no this. I'm not even going to the church. Mm. Oh, so that's an excuse for you not to go. Mm. Who are you doing it to? God? Are you doing a God service? No. It's on to you. So, to start with, I'd love to say that we have to be sincere with ourselves. And then, genuine repentance. Hmm. Let's, we, we don't need to fake our repentance hmm. to God. You know, a lot of people, some people come to church, you know, just to you know, back up that point on sincerity. There's need for genuine repentance in church. Hmm. Today, people give a life to Christ for different reasons. Of course. <laughs> you yeah. know, mm -hmm. some preachers will tell you that, ah, come, Jesus will prosper, you come. Mm. In fact, some people give their life to Christ because of support. Hmm. They need a church support. Mm -hmm. 
So you see them in church. Take away that support from ah, the church. Gone, they will man. not come. So there's no genuine repentance. Mm. And I'm not saying it's out of place for them to come. Well, mm. Come. Come. Just come to church. But don't remain the way you are. Mm-hmm. So there must be sincerity. There must be genuine repentance. If we must really trust God to help us attain that point. And then, these fellowship groups, we must be very effective in our fellowship groups. Because that's when we interact. Yes. That's when we have the opportunity to talk to one another. Mm. So, if, if I say I want to be a Christian, I want to bond in church, but I don't want to come for fellowship, youth fellowship, mm. men's forum, or women fellowship. I don't want to come and have that... Um, a, a relationship with other believers. I'm isolating myself already. Mm. So there's no way I can have that genuine, even zonal fellowships. So we must also trust God to help us. In fact, I'm seeing this more at the zonal fellowship level because by the time you relate with people, you know people. Mm. You know people who have needs. Mm. You extend the hand of fellowship to people who God, that's when God speaks to you. Mm. But when you sit down in your house and say that, no, I, I just come to church on Sunday and I go home and all that, you cannot. Mm. So we must ensure that these institutions, specifically the fellowship groups, are very, very effective. Mm. And we must do that with sincerity of purpose. Mm. If we do that, then we'll be able to know that, oh, we are taking a step. And I'm not saying we are doing it because to fulfill our righteousness. No, we just have to. We are obligated to come to the fellowship. No, we are obli- obligated to do men's mm. forum. No. Because God expects for us to come and have fellowship. We are doing it with a goal. Mm. We are not doing it for doing sake. So if we do that, that way we'll be able to bridge this divide. Mm. Don't forget where we are coming from. We sincere with ourselves, mm-hmm. genuine repentance, and then attend these fellowships. Mm. That way, God will speak out. That is when what you have will no longer be your own. Mm. And you will just see yourself as a channel. Mm. As a channel that God, you know, I used to, I used to see that, well, long before now, even when I was much younger, I used to see myself as whatever I possess is not my own. Yes. God is just giving me an opportunity. I'm just a channel. I'm not saying you should go ahead doing, you know, Father Christmas and all of those things. No, but you are only a channel Hmm. through which God wants to bless the church or bless somebody. Hmm. So, no wonder that's the perspective the uh, Christians of old carried. Nobody mm. considered what he had as his own. Mm. So we're just channels through which God wants to bless the body of Christ. And we say the body of Christ, not a building, is mm. individuals. So we're just channels. So we must trust God and see from that perspective. Mm. If we do, then we can be bridging this dividing in our church. You know, I, I was feeling, I was smiling just now because I was feeling excited when you just started talking about us being channels because that was the next line of question, you know, I was going to explore hmm. because we talked, but well, I mean, we're still, we're still on solutions, right? Hmm. And then when we're talking about the problems, we talked about these differences and we mentioned class differences hmm. and, you know, whatnot. So... A lot of people see their possession as, and or let's say what God has given them mm. as theirs, mm. you know, and they use that to create differences. Mm. So you find that people interact based on their social standing, True. you know, 
and then you know maybe discriminate against certain people rate certain people a certain way so you know that was that was where i was mm. going to next mm. you know just to build on solutions how to change the perspective of christians in the church regarding wealth so i want us to kind of buttress that point mm. a bit as we wrap up right what would you say to christian listeners right now who have been blessed or who are going to be blessed or who are praying to god for material blessings mm. what should a christian's perspective on wealth be mm. in the church mm, that's deep <laughs> we are verses mm. we're only verses we're only verses that god wants to use so you can decide to be a vessel of honor mm. by allowing god to use you or you can decide to be a vessel of dishonor mm. You know, you know, <laughs> I used to say that you truly don't know Christians hmm. unless God blesses them. Hmm. Unless people, unless you have received, you know, when you just look at your bank account and you saw one serious alert. <laughs> 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 if it doesn't affect your church attendance, hmm. if it doesn't affect how you relate with your fellow believer, then you are stepping up a Christian. You are stepping up. Because God does not expect, well, these are materials. God doesn't, we should rule over them as it was said in the book of Genesis. Not them ruling over us. So if you are blessed or you are going to be blessed as the case may be, you are a verse. Can you allow God to just use you? So I, I forgot something I just want to call our attention to. Mm. As much as we talk about, you know, this divide, you know, the extreme, you know, See, let's also, for those people who feel marginalized, mm. they should also be ready to step up. Mm. Have it at the back of your mind that you want to learn, you want to grow. You see, the problem we have in church is when we always approach people to beg them for money. Mm. That's the problem. The truth is when you, there, there are lots of wealth in the church, mm. but they are not in the package we want. Yes. There are, there are people who the knowledge they will impact to us, money cannot buy. We cannot even afford it. So, so sometimes when you approach people to relate with them, God just expects for you to just go and serve. But how many people are willing to serve? It is in the process of service that God blesses you. But a lot of people are not willing to serve. Are not willing to give their services for free. If somebody has attained a level, and you cannot afford to buy his knowledge or experience. He, you know, we recently had this entrepreneurship bootcamp. And we realized that there are people who recommend that. See, you see, this is your business plan. Go and serve. Go and do apprenticeship. That's what you need now. Because you need to know the rudiment of all of those things. So I'm saying that people should be ready to step up. Don't stigmatize people. I say a lot of people stigmatize and say, no, this person is there and we are here. Like, mm -mm, step up. And there are different ways to step up. We fall into error when we meet people and we have the privilege of meeting people in church. And the first thing we do is to start asking them for money. That's the problem. So, so we, must, we must trust God to help us come to that point where, of course, the other side, just like we said earlier, we're just vessels that God want to use to bless somebody or bless the church. So whether you have knowledge, whether you have experience, for crying out loud, there are people whom God has blessed. They've worked at different points, you know, different organizations. They've had knowledge. 
they've, they've done businesses. And if you are going to meet them in the secular world, you will pay heavily. But these people should also know that they are here. And the people that cannot afford is also service that God expects for them to give out. So if somebody cannot afford to pay you and you have the opportunity to, you know, you see, we fall into error. Thinking that impacting people is just spirituality. Hmm. Giving them, teaching them how to pray. Hmm. Livelihood. Hmm. You can impact somebody by teaching the person the way. I can tell you business people in the world today whom they just by just merely having a contact with certain persons was what changed their life. So if we can afford that principle in church. You know, I hear people say that, why are we emphasizing wealth creation in church? Why are we emphasizing, is that the purpose of Christianity? Is that I say, oh, you don't understand. Christianity is holistic. How do you take care of the spirituality of somebody you don't take care of his welfare? How will he listen to you? So, I, I, I think that we must understand that we are vessels ultimately. So, we should avail ourselves and be ready to allow ourselves that God will use us to impact people at different capacity, mm. as the case may be. So we should be open. Mm. So what God has given you mm. is not yours alone. Mm. True. You're supposed to be a channel, mm. not a bucket, right? Mm. Mm. And then for those who are maybe a little lower on the ladder, financially or socially, you don't, don't accept that you are, you know, a tie and buyer. Mm. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, you know that kind of thinking is yeah. what um, brings a lot of jealousy into True. our hearts. True. So you find in a church somebody you've never met could be jealous of Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know, you you are intimidating people <laughs> that you've never even met. True. So we shouldn't True. be intimidated. Rather, yeah. we should be inspired. Yeah, that's right? the word. That's the word. Uh-huh. Then you would you would have the courage to walk up to somebody that mm. you know is doing better than you, and they can impart some knowledge True. in you, and you know you can be like them or even mm. bigger than them. Mm. You know. So rather than just accepting, oh, this is my station, and then mm. you are now bitter. True. About it, I'm bitter. <laughs> towards you know so these are some of the things that cause the differences so mm. in fact somebody could be kind and gracious enough to want to help you but because maybe you you have that bitterness, bitterness. in your heart mm. you will not even entertain that That's person you know so these are some of the issues that go on that we don't mm. talk about mm. often you know we just have this pseudo smiles on our faces mm. you know and we're pretending everybody's pretending to be <laughs> to be one church that's right you know mm. so for us to move forward we need to learn that okay what i have whether knowledge whether money whatever it is is not mine to keep mm-hmm. god gave me so that i can mm-hmm. give it to someone else and that person gives it to someone else True. and then for the other person feeling small no god did not give you a spirit of timidity, timidity. right mm. give you a spirit of boldness mm, of sound, sound mind, mind <laughs> you know and of course th- there's love in that mix Absolutely. it's very important Absolutely. right Absolutely. give you a spirit of love mm. so when you filled with love you don't have time for that all that bitterness mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. and rather than instead of staying and pitying yourself mm. you know arrange yourself be disciplined mm. you know go out move you can be anything you want to True. be as long as god endorses True. it in fact, sir, the energy we channel towards bitterness, mm. towards people, right? If we use it into mm. productive I'm energy. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, 
what I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, just you said something. Somebody can just see you from afar, and before you know it, maybe you are dressing well. Hmm. Maybe you are, you know, you are looking good. You know. Or maybe you have dimples like you. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just judge you. Mm. Just say no. This person is proud. No, mm. this person is arrogant. No, th- no, you've not even come close to this person to know who this person mm. is. You just judge people. Mm. You don't do that. Y- you know, and we we channel those energies in the wrong direction. Mm. We just continue to make ourselves feel bad. In fact, you know the annoying thing is that the person you're even angry with doesn't even know most times. Well, I- so you're even killing yourself mm. more than the. Pe- if I especially you go and tell the person that I'm angry with you. <laughs> Now to even keep it, yeah. Because when you keep it, you are hurting yourself. Mm. You're not helping yourself, and that way you are even. You know, I've seen people carrying all sort of narrative outside, out there. You've not met somebody, you've not related with your person because you have just complex. You are feeling one inferior, so you go and be spreading news about somebody you've not even related with. Mm. You've just you just tarnish the image of that person. Mm. Just because you are not willing to step up your life. Mm. So you are your problem. Mm. It is not your situation. In fact, you are the one putting yourself in that problem that you found yourself. Mm-hmm. So I, I think people should be ready to open up in church. Mm. People should be ready to... It, it's not out of place. You know, yesterday in, our, you know, in, the, in this Bible study, we were looking at how people don't... Um, the church will say that there's a need. Sorry, the church will say that there's, they want to reach out to the needy. Mm. And people will not be willing to identify... You know, because they don't want a certain people to feel that it's, I'm me, my, it's, me. It's not easy. <laughs> it's, not easy. No, it's, no, not, no, no, it's not easy. No, 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 no. It's not easy. No, let's trust God to get mm. to that point where we can open up. But that's what the early church did. Yeah. If I had a need, I'll come and meet you and say, Godfrey, I need this. Can you help me out with this? You see, the, you know, I would also always come back to this point. Our problem is we think that life revolves around money money there's a lot people can do to you beyond money mm. and i tell you the truth if you are you are coming in contact with people and the only thing they know you for is that you're always coming to ask for money you are just creating a not a you know unnecessary nuisance mm. you know and it's not necessary so so i think vehemently that people should be ready to step up people should be ready to be bold to approach whoever you want you there's a virtue god has placed in people that you can meet them and get whatever God has expected, mm. you know, bless that person with, as the case may be. So, ultimately, people should be open. Mm. People should be bold enough mm. to go and get help mm. where necessary. This is a quite interesting uh, discourse. You know, it's not something we can just... Uh, I'm enjoying the gist, and I have a lot of <laughs> questions, right? And a lot of things to even... Add because honestly, this is a very, mm. very serious issue. We are not very effective because of mm. some of these problems True. as a church, right? True. And that's why we're discussing some of this, um, the issues basically. Now, there might be somebody out there listening, and maybe just even by just looking at the the title mm. of this episode, intimacy in the church, and they are wondering like, what's the what's the point? Mm. Because maybe you know when you've you're not used to something, you may not know the importance of mm. it. People have been going to church, but they've not really experienced church as it mm. should be. There are a lot of people like that, so they do not understand the True. importance of what we're even talking about. True. As far as they are concerned, 
I go to church, I listen to sweet praise and worship, I, I, I hear my own message, and I go. You know, we have that kind of thinking sometimes. Mm. It's all about me, me, me. We've talked about self-centeredness. Mm. So they don't care about that sense of community. They don't see the importance. So what would you say to such people listening mm. right now that don't even understand the importance of what we're discussing right now? Why is this important? Why is it in, uh, important for the church to be intimate mm. and a family? Now, the reason is because the church is a clinic. Hmm. The church is a clinic, spiritually, emotionally, and otherwise. Hmm. So, you would you may be saying that why is what we are talking about important? It is very important. So, the reason why you are even thinking that why we are t- what we are talking about why is it important is because you don't understand what is the purpose of the church. Hmm. If you understand what is the purpose of the church and what the church is meant to accomplish or achieve, you would understand that these issues are very necessary and very important. God does not expect for you to come to church and go back sad. Hmm. That's not the intention of God. God expects that when we come to church, it is the place where burdens should be lifted. So, let's understand that the church is a place where we can be open. Now, Somebody is now saying that may even be saying that okay, I have had experiences of experienced people who came to the church, open up, and they didn't get help. And no, don't continue to repeat a circle because it happened somewhere. Does not mean that that's the case everywhere. Come to church, relate with people, get help, trust God. So that brings to mind our connection with God. Even if I have need, God should lead me. I should go and pray for my need and allow God to lead me to whom I need to get to. So probably you've not trusted God, the Holy Spirit, to lead you to where to get help, even Mm. in church. That's why you go to the wrong hands. So when you are in tune with God and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit leads you. Okay, this problem you have, pray about it. I will send help to you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you that, okay, this issue you have, okay, you've prayed about it. Go and meet this person. You don't do these things mechanical. Mm. You do it in tune with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And the Spirit of God must help you. So the question now is, how do you even understand the Holy Spirit in the first place? You have to come to church. You have to have a relationship with God. Mm. It's not a one-day thing. It's not something that as we are talking now, we can just say, receive it and mm. you receive it. No. It's a continuous process. It has no end. Intimacy with God translates into intimacy with men. Mm-hmm. Eventually. So, if you don't have intimacy with God, it will be tedious and difficult for you to have intimacy with men because you have two different spirits. The spirit of God, it is, I'm relating with you. But what makes my connection with you effective is the spirit of God in you. Mm. The spirit of God in me is connecting with the spirit of God in you. Mm. That's why we can have a conversation and it will be effective. Mm. So we must trust God to get to that point. So we can't take away giving our life to Christ out of this conversation. Mm. It's very important and very necessary. Mm. Our work with God is very important. Mm. That will lead us to understanding where to go and even get help, Mm. even in church. Mm. That you don't just go and meet people at random. Mm. God should lead you. Mm. Okay. I think this this episode has has been quite impactful. I'm hoping, well, to me, and I'm hoping 
that it will have the same effect mm. on all those listening. Mm. Hope so. So as we round up, final word, what would you want to leave with those listening? Mm. Most of our viewers are young people. Sadly, we don't have a very good example. You know, the older church, <laughs> or should I say the older members of the church, you know, have not done a very good job. I mean, I'm talking mm. in recent times. And I'm not pointing fingers at any, mm. but we're all guilty. We're all in mm. this. So what would you want to leave to younger um, listeners who are a product of this? Huh, should I call it a broken church now? Mm. Well, the church we have been conversing about. What would you want to say to them? Okay, I love to sing a song hmm. <laughs> in closing. No, no, no. I don't need any bit. Now, this is a song. I think mm. it's going to pass my final word. Mm. We've been living this way for the most because we've been settling for less. Mm. And this song I'm going to sing is a We'll never song. settle for less. <laughs> for we will never settle for less. Mm. We know there's more that's found in you. So we sing this song. Mm. We don't, we, I don't know if we, we actually sing it with understanding. Mm. There's more. There's more in God. Mm. So we've been living the way we are living because we've been settling for less. We've been thinking the way we are thinking because we've been settled for, settling for less. It's in God. There's more. There's more we can get in him. Mm. So we need to be open-minded. So I'm saying, listeners out there, be open-minded. Mm. Be willing to learn and to give out whatever mm. God has blessed you. Mm. Whether knowledge, whether resources, or whatever. Mm. Don't settle for less. Mm. God, there's more that's found in him. Mm. That's my final word. Thank you so much, Isti. Thank you. Um, I think for me, I would like to... As a final word, I would like to reiterate a point I made earlier. When God gave us the great commission, right? When Jesus was about to leave and he gave us the great commission, it wasn't about just the apostles. Mm. It wasn't about those that came in contact with him. True. They maybe at that point, maybe didn't know. But Jesus knew. He saw the vision of the church. Mm. He knew what the church was supposed to be. He knew the size of the church in the future. That is today. Over 2,000 years ago, he already knew. Mm. And he still knows the size of the church when the world will come to an end eventually by God's mm. grace, right? Yet he gave that great commission. Mm. I'm saying this because I have heard this a lot that the church has grown it has evolved and mm. so we will not have a certain degree of intimacy because it has grown That's not true. but you see mm. what jesus did mm. what he tried to or rather yes what he did when he was here what we have in his word he gave us principles mm. and the bible is full of god's principles and those principles are so potent that it doesn't matter the size of your congregation even if your congregation has one million people, they are still not enough. They are still minute, very tiny mm. to 
nullify the effect of God's principles. Mm. So it means if we put those principles into practice with the help of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter. I mean, the church growing is part of the plan. Absolutely. So the church growing, I mean, God cannot contradict mm-hmm. himself by saying, mm-hmm. okay, since the church has grown, these principles of love and all of that are now apply. null and void. <laughs> it won't work again. You know, God will not contradict himself. Yeah, so as we're talking, I thought about this scripture, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5, and it says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, mm-hmm. and to goodness knowledge, mm. and to knowledge self-control, mm. and to self-control perseverance, mm. and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, mm. and to mutual affection love. Mm. For Okay, let me read... Um, Okay, with this, um, I just read six, uh, seven. Let me add eight to it. Mm. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective Mm. and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. These are principles, right? Mm. Just mentioned faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, uh, godliness, mutual affection, mutual affection mutual. and mutual. then mutual it's mm-hmm. it's it's That's not one-sided, it's not one-sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then love mm-hmm. and it says if we possess these qualities in increasing measure mm-hmm. they will keep us from being ineffective and unproductive in our knowledge mm-hmm. um in our lord jesus christ this um virtues i just mentioned don't they sound very much like the fruits of the spirit True. these are principles we should live by these are virtues that should guide our life. And we cannot have these virtues because Jesus said no one is good. Mm. So you can't do it on your own. Ooh, you need right. the help of the Holy Spirit. True. So if we are being unproductive and ineffective in the church, it's because we lack these virtues. Mm. It's because we're not living according to you know the dictates of the principles of God, the expectations of God. We're not meeting it. Mm. right? So the moment we leave room, because you mentioned earlier, you talked about the Holy Spirit mm. and how we don't give room for the Holy Spirit to move in our churches. And that is why, you know, it just looks like all man for himself. Everybody's mm. just doing their own thing. Mm. You know, we don't greet each other. We don't smile at each other and all of that because we don't possess these virtues. Mm. So as a final word for me, I think it's very important that we leave room for the Holy Spirit so that our lives begin to bear fruits. Mm. Fruits that we are incapable of bearing in this flesh by mm. ourselves, mm. right? But once we That's have why it's Christ, the fruits of the spirit. Exactly, not our fruit. <laughs> our own fruit is something else. Yes. It's dangerous. <laughs> and that's true. That's what we yes. exhibit in the church, yes. our own fruits. Yes. And that's why the church is not growing. Mm. It's the church of Christ. It's the church of God. God so if us. the spirit of God is not there, then is now we know what we mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. It's no longer church. Mm-hmm. It's no longer church. True. So I think it's very critical. The passage I just read is 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 to 8. Mm. I think it's very worthy of meditation. Mm. So we need to, as far as this um, topic we're discussing is concerned, we need to go back and leave room for the Spirit. We need to pray and meditate and allow God to work in our lives mm. so that we can in time begin to develop these fruits. Mm. You know, if somebody steps on your toe, when you have that fruit of self-control, you will not unleash your venom, mm. be- regardless of what the person has done, because you have self-control, True. a fruit of the spirit. True. 
But when you don't have self-control, you see that you react in a way that divides the church. Mm. You understand? So I think, I, I said final word. I'm giving you final paragraph. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> to put it concisely, we need to leave room for the Holy Spirit so that we can bear fruits for him and through those fruits or with the power that comes with those fruits in us we can now become light and salt of the world and conquer the world just as christ expects us to to the glory of god so that we are no longer ineffective as christians People can rise up and make all manner of mockery. Yeah. Talk about Muslim, Muslim ticket. Talk about whatever, whatever, whatever. Because of how, <laughs> because of the states and mm. ineffective, because of the state of the church. True. We are not effective. Mm. So we need to go back to the ancient path. Mm. We need to go back to the rudiments. We need to go back and study the early church so that we can see where are we missing it. Mm. And I believe by the special grace of God, he will help us. Yeah, he will. So, Easty, thank you so much. My you know me and you, if they leave us here, this, this, <laughs> this just, this just no go end here. <laughs> this just no go end here. So, I'm, I'm very happy that um, you came on the show. I hope you will, you will do this, you will do this with us when we invite you again. At your service. <laughs> at God's service. Well, at your service and God's service. All right. So thank you so much. Yeah. And to our listeners out there, thank you for staying with us through to the end. We hope you are blessed by this episode. And if you were, please, you would do well to share this episode with someone you care about. Once again, I'm Godfrey Ali, wishing you all of God's blessings. Catch you on the next episode. Bye. Is to say bye. Bye. <laughs>